This is In Between Stations Radio. May 1934, near the Lukachukai Mountains, Arizona. Dear Francis, I was surprised and pleased to receive your letter a couple of days ago. Glad, too, that you're getting something out of life. It shocked me slightly when you spoke of my greed for life. That is a harsh word, but I guess it's true. I'm not willing to take anything but the most from life. Then, too, you know how little while we have to stay, and once departed, may return no more. I certainly don't like to let opportunities for living slip by ungrasped. And I never liked the game of sitting back in the corner and just wishing for things. And when people interest me and I like them, I nearly always follow up until I know them well. There are too many uninteresting people. Like that traitor at Lukachukai. He certainly made me feel like hitting him. He's a typical moron, only interested in food, business, and home. I was telling him about the beauty of Canyon de Chez and Del Murto. And then, without even being prompt, he answered back he had lived here for a long time and had no desire to be anywhere else, nor ever intended to be. Obviously, his decision was right for a person like him, because wherever he might go, I'm sure he would see nothing, no beauty, or anything that was interesting. So the other night at twilight, unwilling to drown my consciousness in slumbers and being dissatisfied with life, packed and saddled my burrows and left my camp by the rushing stream at the edge of the desert. The half moon had an orange glow as I rode on the trail up, up the mountains. Behind us the thunder boomed on the open desert and the black clouds spread out. Moaning winds swept down the canyon bending the tops of the trail pines and firs and the clouds hid the great moon. Silently old cockle burrows, my saddle burrow, carried me upwards through the night, and Lepard, the other burrow, followed silently with the pack. Grotesque shapes of trees reared themselves against the darkening sky, and disappeared into the blackness as the trail turned. For a while the northern sky was clear, and the stars shone brilliantly through the pine boughs. The darkness closed upon us, only to be rent by vivid flashes of lightning and thunder that seemed to shake the very earth. The wind blew no longer and we traveled in an ominous, murky calm, occasionally slashed with lightning. Finally the clouds broke and the rain splattered down as I put on my slicker. We halted under a tall pine and my sombrero sheltered the glow of a cigarette. The burrow stood motionlessly, with heads down and the water dripped off their ears. In half an hour the rain was over and the skies finally cleared. By moonlight we climbed to the rim of the mountain and overlooked the vast, silent stretches of desert that went on forever. Miles away was the dim hulk of Shiprock, a ghostly galleon in a sea of endless sand. We turned northward on the nearly level top of the mountains, and winding through the glades of aspens, we came to three peaceful lakes gleaming silver in the moonlight. Under a clump of low, sprawling oaks, we stopped there. I unpacked, turning the burrows out to graze on the tall metal grass. 
In the afternoon, I went for a long, leisurely ride on Leopard, skirting the edge of the mountain, riding through the thicks of the rustling aspens, past the dark, mysterious lakes, quiet and lonely in the afternoon silence. Two friendly horses were belly-deep in a pond, swishing their tails and placidly chewing rushes and on swamp grass. Flowers nodded in the breeze, and the wild ducks honked away in the lakes. No human being came to disturb the brooding silence of the mountain. Last night I came down the mountain, and as the sunset glow faded, it was weird to see the orange moon seemingly falling down, down to the pine boughs as I descended. Now I've accepted the hospitality of the Navajo headman and paused at noon to rest and then to write you. I really enjoyed your letter, and I know I did not mistake myself when I first liked you. We did have some moments of beauty together, didn't we? It is that feeling of friendship, of loving someone and sharing, that I miss the most out here. I have had many experiences with people, and some very close ones. But there was too much that could not be spoken between us. I had a strange experience with a young fellow at the outpost, a boy I'd known before. It seemed that only in moments of desperation is the soul most truly revealed. Perhaps that's why I am so often so unrestrained, for always I sense the brink of things, and as you say, it is impossible to grasp enough of life. There is always something that eludes you. I have not heard the recording of the Emperor's Concerto, but I heard it rendered a couple of times by the New York Philharmonic. Though there is a lot of fancy stuff, the heart of it rings through magnificently. I have greatly enjoyed Beethoven's 5th, 7th, and 9th symphonies, also Brahms' 1st and 3rd. I enjoyed them here too. The night before I left the city, I went to hear the final rehearsal of Beethoven's 9th with a full chorus, a girl I knew was singing. Then I realized the gap still remained between any recording and the sheer reality of something like that. Oh, it was utterly sublime, enough to make the hair stand on end and to lift the soul out of the body. Oh, but the desert is glorious now, with marching clouds in the blue sky and cool winds blowing. The smell of the sage is sweet in my nostrils, and the luring trail calls and leads me onward. Love from Everett Bruce Station's radio broadcasting from Flagstaff, Arizona, USA. <laughs>